Hello. Hey. Yes, I'm I'm here. Yep. So, hey, there we go. <laughs> all right, we figured this out. So, hello, stereo world. <laughs> you know, so this is our first time ever doing this. I am. This is a little trippy. I'm staring at this avatar of you talking to me. Yeah. And- <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing the exact same thing. Am I wearing a mask? Because you were wearing a mask. Yeah, I, cho- I chose a mask. I don't gotcha, know. Gotcha, okay. You know, now maybe maybe I didn't, you know, I don't know if I did a great job of looking like myself when I created the avatar, but you don't look like yourself. And it's really weird. I do not at all. No, no. I, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I have blonde hair, which, you know, is, is rapidly fading. I was, I was very generous with that portion for sure. But, um, you know, also just like the light tint and all of that stuff was, you know, um, yeah. some, for some reason I couldn't quite get the, accurate color it was you know because i mean i have scandinavian heritage as you know some of you that know me know and that that part didn't really come through yeah that that's not who i'm looking at i'll tell you that no it's a a little strange so so yeah um welcome uh to anybody out there um listening to this we're we're using an app called stereo to record this show today Mm -hmm. and it's our it's it's a new thing for us. Uh, just yes. gonna give it a go and see how it how. Absolutely, yeah. What? Okay, so it's showing me as reconnecting now. So this is interesting. So my hope is that. Hello, Max. Are you there? Yep. 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 Yes. I'm, okay. I'm here. So, buffering for a second there or something, but yeah, yeah. Right. challenges, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll learn and we'll roll with it. That's what happens yes. with a live broadcast, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So normally we normally we have a, a you know a handful of topics we want to hit um, concerning you know cities, urban issues around the world, um, but but we often begin. With a little uh, sports catch-up, just because we're both uh, yes, sports yes, and, uh, and I think both and of so... us are right there with that, huh? So. Yeah, I mean, with with, with that in mind, uh, as we get started here, um, you know, I just wanted to give your you guys a little pat on the back, you you and your whole Brown uh, fandom. I think it's uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it 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 was a it was a tough. Tough way to go out today, but um, certainly you should be proud of the season they put yeah. together. Um, I mean, it was a loss, but like this is the most relevant the Browns have been in my lifetime. So, I mean, this is, you know, I, I think it's so different than like some other Cleveland playoff exits and stuff because <laughs> just this year was so unexpected. And even, I mean, like people that are familiar with the NFL know you know, our rivalry with the Steelers and stuff. And the way we got hammered by them in week one and stuff. And the fact that then, you know, we came out of that and we outlasted the, the, the Steelers and well, you know, the, the Ravens who, you know, are another of our least favorite teams mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So this is really mm-hmm. a heck of a year. And, and, and the hope is that, you know, we continue to add key pieces. We continue to develop and that this is kind of a new cornerstone for Cleveland football being relevant, but Speaking of relevancy, um, you know, the, the Jaguars 
were probably as excited enough as it was with, um, you know, the potential to land um, sunshine and, you know, he seems destined as a prospect for greatness. But then you go and you get literally the biggest coaching commodity and coaching hire, I think, in the NFL in several years, you know, just to see urban, the urbanator come out of retirement like that. How excited are you about that? Oh, I Speaking for myself, I'm pretty excited. I think I do think there's a buzz that's palpable, um, but at the same time, you know, he's a he he's a sort of a a mixed figure in this area um, because yeah. there's a lot of Gator fans here who 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 have a disdain for for Urban and uh, and you know and and I'm you know I'm a I'm a diehard Gator fan and to be honest, I don't really get it i don't empathize yeah. with that at all i <laughs> i feel like i you know i i had a great um we had a great run with him and yeah, i certainly yeah. am appreciative of that and oh, yeah. it's like uh you know it's not like he came in did did some horrible things and then didn't didn't bring us a championship he brought us two no. <laughs> he brought us some yeah. great years and great memories so right. um you know i i don't i don't really understand all the hate um, and I'm happy to have him uh, yeah. leading the Jaguars in 2021 and beyond. And, um, yeah. you know, nothing's guaranteed, but certainly he was as high profile as they came uh, in this cycle. He pretty much was the, the hottest commodity. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, I think we have, we have a lot of um, optimism, warranted optimism, yeah. but, I will, you know, you gave me a little bit of a shiver when you, when you mentioned uh, Trevor Lawrence as sunshine because that was <laughs> that was a nickname for Blaine Gabbert uh, coming Ooh. out of Missouri back in yeah, uh, yeah. 2011 or 2012 or whenever that was, yeah. and uh, you know I was pretty hyped for sunshine that time around, <laughs> and I really hope this is not. Blaine Gabbert 2.0. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that you, you got to at least hope you get something more out of him than that, you know. And you know, Jacksonville, you know, as a fan base and a city, deserves to see a winner. And so, I hope just that Meyer is able to bring that job through. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. We we could use it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> From one. A uh, little rung of the NFL to another. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um, I guess from here, where we go is to our topics. For those of you not familiar with our show, we really try and focus on transit and cities and development and all of that. And Max, is there anything that's particularly, um, you know, of interest to you or kind of that's really been you've been focused on of late in terms of cities i mean uh i, I think we've, we've talked about this a little bit before how this has been a kind of a quiet time um <laughs> in the in it the has, in, yeah in the news. i feel like the election and covid have basically been drowning things out over the last month or so for sure yeah yeah i mean so there's nothing like blockbuster um you know, I guess, I guess when when I think about um, the, the the kind of topics we like to discuss are current events, and they're usually you know sort of banner news 
type headlines. And I feel like for this for this round this week, we're looking at um, some some maybe sub sub stories, some mm-hmm. maybe not not top billing. Um, and then that if there is if there are some big stories to to cover, they're very very speculative. I guess they're the kinds yes, of things. I would agree. That, that are that are huge news, but they really may just be sort of a splash that never really happens. Um, Correct. Yes. So, so that's kind of where we are this week. This week I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. And 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 case in point, one of the big things that I I you know I shared with you, I thought it was such a crazy thing, uh, but it is very speculative. Is the news out of Saudi Arabia? of this line city that they're uh, yes. planning to develop. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. I guess quick rundown, it's basically they want to create this city from scratch mm-hmm. that will be um, developed in a straight line. And and the idea being that it could actually be sort of like, you know, zero carbon footprint, very sustainable, um, walkable mm-hmm. city, no cars. Um, yeah. But in a straight line because everything will be like a short walk away or mm-hmm. you can hop on this high speed rail that that will take you along the line <laughs> and it can yeah, cover, yeah. Entire, I don't know, 10 miles, 20 miles, whatever it was um, in, you know, in, in just a few minutes. And and that was that was the idea. That's the concept. Yeah. And they seem to be serious about it, um, even if it sounds like a joke. <laughs> it, it, it it does it, it does sound like a joke almost or i guess if we're getting into the star wars world it sounds like a you know a, a, a singular version of like coruscant you know just with the continue mm-hmm. that idea of that continuous city which is so uh you know it, it's uh, just considering what saudi arabia's um you know past in in the land there it's it, it's an exciting possibility, but it's kind of like I'd say with you, it's one of those, we believe it and we'll see it things. I mean, we're still waiting on Jeddah Tower and that was just a single building from 2013. So, you know. Right. Um, I, I think part of why it feels this way is, um, you know, it is it does have this kind of sci-fi backdrop because you're talking about a metropolis springing out of like the middle of the nowhere desert yeah um but the thing is you know that there is precedence for that there is you know urban um sort of communities that have sprung up in the desert right um, in the middle east uh but cairo is kind of a template in a way because so much of their development has occurred in a long line between there and alexandria between you know within a couple mile radius of the nile okay okay yeah um, well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And, but I think what makes it um, a little harder to to believe is is just the you know if you picture just buildings going off in in a straight line and then right. um, in either direction in either other direction it's you know it's nothingness that just strikes you as very absurd. I think right, uh, right. based on what we. But based on what we're used to seeing, and yes. um, and especially if the idea is, is for sustainable development, why would you mm-hmm. want to keep building things farther and farther away rather than keep them more and more compact? And mm-hmm. I, 
And you know, the only thing I can assume is that that's how the high speed rail would work. That's how this mm -hmm. crazy fast train technology would work is if it's in a straight line. And yeah. and so then I would think, is it really worth it though, than having just a normal train running in like a circle? Like, like yeah. at the very least, building building a city in a, in the shape of a circle and having a train connect everything at at like three, right. four, five times lower speed, but much much more efficient in that manner. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> well, because my thought is just the idea of 150 miles of continuous development is extremely optimistic at any sort of real density, and if it's going to be over 150 miles where are all these people going to be coming from that are going to yeah. relocate there you know it, it, that's another kind of question deposit with this whole idea yeah um yeah just all around very uh very odd very um absurd <laughs> yep. and then even the way it was announced i guess was was in a very uh Again, sort of an unprecedented manner, um, yeah. with um, with with sort of a an Apple kind, of, a sort of a tech, um, yeah. you know, hearkening back to the days of Steve Jobs and mm -hmm. and sort of uh, yeah, big press conferences for unveiling the next iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so. and I mean, it's I guess it's maybe just. Um, you know, Dubai being relatively near there and having some of the outlandish stuff they've done with trying to be the biggest, basically at everything. And with, you know, ideas like the, um, you know, the world islands of all the continents and stuff mm -hmm. like that, it, mm -hmm. it, it makes you think if this is an intention grabber to, you know, have development for something else or how much fruition will really grow in this. But I think it would be interesting to see at least that part of the story, you know, because there's, you don't make an announcement like this with at least some type of agenda, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. even if, even if you don't count on the project getting realized exactly in the way it's being talked about now, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm, I'm looking over an article from Yahoo finance and they're, they're kind of trying to put it into perspective for you. Because um, you're right, I did have the numbers wrong, and they are looking at developing a 105-mile-long sort of city and train. Um, so, so that's really, wow. really mind-blowingly absurd. Um, it is. To imagine. And, um, and so the Yahoo article explains that if you were to do the same thing in Chicago, um, if, you were, if you were to have the same kind of d density and uh and build it out in a straight line then you would have uh, you would go from chicago to st louis with that city and then yes, if you were to wow, take that's <laughs> with the city that they're talking about building and then if you were to take the city of chicago itself it would go it would stretch all the way from chicago to jacksonville florida <laughs> wow wow so so it's this, it's interesting isn't it yeah Just, if this um, is the new way of a uh, city development then we could have cities that are the length of uh, Chicago to Jacksonville. I, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, you know, I feel like that would create a lot of um, you know, different scenarios. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I just I can't even imagine what that would look like right now. I mean, even when you think about like the Pearl River Delta and how continuous that is, like it's mm. just. Uh, and the other thing is, I guess, as the last sort of point, maybe from a foreign policy or defense thing, what happens if an invading power cuts off the line midway? Because with a round city, you'd be, I mean, it's interesting to think about from a militaristic perspective, but I mean, all you would effectively have to do is disrupt the line in one yeah. mile or one place, you know? Right. Yeah, I so, don't, I just, yeah, I guess. I guess we there's a lot more details, uh, a lot more digging to do. But I just on, on the surface, yeah. it doesn't strike me as particularly sustainable in any way. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, speaking of sustainability, um, a story that um, you know I think is maybe less pie in the sky in an interest way or, or kind of outlandish, but. Also, we don't know whether it will happen. Again, it's speculative, but it's kind of maybe more focused on sustainability in general is, um, and this is an article from Medium. It's probably one of the best articles I've read in the last couple of years or so. It's from Steve Levine, who's a contributor there. And they, right now, Jakarta, for those not super familiar with it, because you know when we're in our Western context of urbanism, it's kind of... but. For those that don't know, Jakarta as an urban area has like, I think over 30 million people now and it's on pace by 2030 or was to be, you know, potentially the largest urban area in the world to replace Tokyo. And so, yeah, yeah you're right. Giant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so like place there, but what's actually happening is it might actually be at least in part relocated as far as the capital. This is kind of... Um, for those of you guys out there that play, um, you know, city skylines or, um, you know, have that general interest in master building or sim city, this is really an interesting one because Jakarta's is really based around climate. In fact, um, what is actually happening there is the city right now is sinking at a rate of seven inches per year. And it's, I think even historically, it was known as the unhealthiest town in the world. And so because of the way it's been overbuilt combined with the water and, and all of that there, it's potentially going to largely be underwater. I think right now already 20% of the city is lagging below sea level. So Max, what do you think is the validity of this and what kind of ramifications do you think this has for other cities that are maybe similarly impacted by climate issues? Uh, um, I think, uh, I think the threat is very real. And so, uh, so they, they're going to have to do something, you know, yeah. uh, and they, and they, and they have been, you know, like, like, let's not, um, forget that, that Indonesian government has, has been taking this seriously more so than yes. you know, some governments in the, in, in the Western world. And, Pop, uh, Florida. <laughs> yeah. and so they, they're, they're trying, I, I mean, you know, and, and they can see, like, I, I think it took a while. It took a while for everybody to come on board and the leadership there, but they can see what's happening. Like from yes. year to year, they can see the impact. And so they realize they have to do something and they have been, they've been trying, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not too, 
um, technical with the science, but, but, you know, they've been doing, they've been taking steps, the steps that um, we discuss here in, in Florida, they've been taking those <laughs> steps and they, they aren't, it, it's sort of just sort of like, like delaying the inevitable slightly. Um, Correct. And so they, you know, they know that they need to do something. And so the mm -hmm. president over there, uh, President Widodo, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly how to say his name, but he, yeah. he seems to, to be fully bought in. Um, and he has, he has outlined a lot of plans for relocating the capital, um, mm -hmm. taking steps to sort of get that, the beginnings of that emotion. Um, and, and, and so, you know, again, whether or not it, it fully comes to fruition, I think clearly something will need to be done to some degree, yeah. um, you're not going to oh, be absolutely. able to continue to see the kind of growth that Jakarta has been seeing, you know, they're going to yes. have to do something about it and, and just moving sort of the capital and government um, functions to another location. Enough, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think it's something. And so, yes, um, I imagine something will happen um, eventually. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, I know and that's so, a, sort of a cop out and a vague answer, but I do believe so, that, yeah, their hand will be forced. And so I, I agree with you. And, and I think this is, um, I think what's more speculative at this point is the nature and exact location of the capital and how offices will move. But to your point, I think they've all, like, they've, you know, effectively rebridged, like, kind of like a wall to prevent flooding around the city. And they've seen that wall effectively repeatedly become mm -hmm. ineffective or less effective mm -hmm. with time. And so, you right. know, and there's a history in the world with this. Um, Mexico City, most notably, you know, the, the Aztecs started to build islands and stuff on Lake Texcoco at the time. And, you know, then the Spanish fully dredged the lake. And so, and so, so when that happened, that had a, um, you know, Mexico City, if you go there, it's very obvious that a number of buildings have sunk numerous feet with time and, um, you know, that it's had an influence on, it's had a negative influence on the city in a environmental access and water access. It, it's kind of had long-term consequences. And so, mm -hmm. you know, of course, Jakarta is more recent but Jakarta is also, you know, unlike Mexico City, not in the mountains, and it's surrounded by other natural disasters that can kind of compound the problems there. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, and, and, and so it's something, something their hand will be forced. They're going to have to take some kind of action, uh, moving, uh, moving a city and services and people and infrastructure from one place to another is, is obviously costly. Yes. <laughs> Extremely yes. costly. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know the exact estimates. I think I've seen, you know, many, many billions of dollars, but, mm -hmm. um, but the GDP in Jakarta annual GDP is in excess of 200 billion. And so if you yes. can, can imagine, I mean, it's probably much more costly to do nothing. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And so um, I, I agree with you. And actually, there's a specific link um, discussing the impact on flooding and risk for climate change. And so 
you know, Jakarta is maybe not one of the wealthiest cities on the list from its direct GDP ratio, but the impact is still tremendous. I think actually the one that is, is I think Guangzhou has the greatest risk at this point, which is another city in Southeast Asia Mm -hmm. and kind of hitting a little closer to home is Miami is second and New York City is third and New Orleans is fourth. And so I guess the question is, is if Jakarta does this and it, it bears fruit in terms of, you know, kind of um, mitigating the risk of climate change for these cities. What lessons will we find for our, for our American cities then too? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, we, we, the entire world has to be in this together and in it together. also means learning from each other and uh, what what everybody else is doing and succeeding at or struggling with so um yeah well i mean uh item number three on our episode of speculation (laughs) (laughs) is is is, we'll bring it we'll bring this back to the united states now stateside Mm -hmm. and uh the u.s space command's decision uh to I don't know if I should call it highly anticipated or not, but I guess among certain circles it was. Um, yeah. And their decision, they've chosen their headquarters of the future because uh, they've been hmm. temporarily in Colorado, I, I believe Colorado Springs. Um, and they, they were looking for their permanent future home. And they selected Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. So, the, and, and that's... Uh... You know, the, the one thing I'll say about Huntsville is that there's, you already there have, um, you know, the U.S. Space and Rocket Center. So there is some infrastructure and um, that, but but I guess it's, it maybe feels like a little bit of an upset, you know, just in terms of uh, some of the cities that I guess maybe we thought were the leaders coming into things. Yeah, I think um, bigger cities or or more high profile states certainly were we're in the running. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, th- I guess the other question then with that is, you know, because I think most of the, you know, like the Department of Defense and all those offices were in D.C. beforehand. And so, you know, the Trump administration, I think, had sought to kind of decentralize more of those offices. But I think, as you pointed out, with an administration change coming, how steady is the ground of a the space force in general because you know who knows what agendas or priorities will change and then also how steady is Huntsville's you know confirmation of hosting it given that the decision was announced really in the last week of a term yeah um so you know one one thing I I guess one important note is that this relocation is supposed to take place in 2023. So they were making the, they were making the decision and announcing it now in anticipation of making the move several years from now. Um, And so of course in the uh, years intervening, there's plenty of opportunity for the change, the decision to be changed or reversed. Um, Right. Right. I guess another thing to note is that the Space Command is separate from the Space Force. 
I was doing a little bit of yes. reading about this. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm no expert at all, but it looks like Space Command um, is like other sort of military commands. It's sort of a, it's a location where a lot of uh, decisions and um, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's just, I, I guess it's a place where a lot of decisions are made, but it's not yeah. necessarily the location where the, mm -hmm. um, the military members are actually going to be at or training or anything else like that. So it's, it's, it's yeah. a much smaller um, group of people and they are, um, I guess, a little bit more nimble and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's separate from the actual military um, force, which, which is the space force, which is located in DC and probably oh, okay. going to be moving. Um, this, the Space Force is, is based in D.C., and there's really no plans for the Space Force to move anywhere. So uh, this is effectively where – okay, so, so that's – and that's an interesting clarification there, too, because, you know, the way the news and stuff brought about. Yeah, so, yeah. so that makes sense. And so it's still a win, at least in the short term, for Huntsville, you know, but I guess we'll just have to see whether everything if, holds up as planned now. If, Right, so it is a win, but it's not it's not as large as, of a win as you might think uh, at first uh, blush because it's not you know we're not talking about the space force we're not talking about the actual people who may scale up certainly potentially could scale up if if the need is there in the future um, right and then secondly it is speculative because there's certainly a decent chance that the the plans may change um, I was yeah. I was telling you a little bit about. Uh, you know our experience in Jacksonville, where the um, the military decided, after an extensive and thorough review, to to relocate a, a nuclear. Um, <sighs> I'm blanking right now. Nuclear uh, carrier, and yeah. um, from Norfolk, from the base in Norfolk to the base in Jacksonville, and that was a huge score for the city of Jacksonville and for the state of Florida. Yeah. And I guess, you know, from my biased perspective, a very obvious decision uh, not to cluster yeah. multiple, I think maybe it was like four different nuclear carriers in, in the Norfolk region, um, yes. but to yes. at least make it less of a target. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, that was a decision that was signed off by everyone except, um, certain angry voices and representatives from the Virginia region. Um, hmm. And, but because of the incredibly high cost and expense to do the relocation, it got postponed, postponed. And I'm not sure if it's actually ever going to happen or not. Um, hmm. And so, yeah, in a similar way, <laughs> this kind of a thing uh, I, I, I would believe there's certainly a chance that it wouldn't happen. Well, I think too, even like the world now, it feels much more uncertain than it did, you know, two or even like five, five or year, a year ago, you know, just in terms of what COVID will do to the economy, how our priorities and approaches will potentially change and stuff. So we'll, again, again, with our theme of speculation, we'll just kind of have to wait and see how this one plays out. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> yep. yep. 
So, All right. Well, um, I think, you know, that, that 30 minutes flew by pretty quickly it did. there. It really did. Yes, <laughs> yes. We'll have to come back at some point and have some more stuff for you guys. You know, I think, um, you know, things will definitely be evolving and happening in and so just you know just stay tuned and and we appreciate you guys listening with us yeah just just a little teaser but you know as the administration changes um uh president biden has appointed uh mayor pete (laughs) to be the uh the secretary of uh transportation i believe right so and he, and he's be... already been in the news and kind of making waves in South Bend about his kind of stances on urbanism. So, yes, I definitely think that seeing that at the federal level will potentially, you know, changes will potentially come. So, yep, yep, it'll be it'll be an exciting time. Yeah. So. All, all right, right cool. everyone. We'll have a good Sunday evening. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.